Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into a trade deadline edition of the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Mike Griffin, joined as always by Adam Reeder, Tom Russo, Snow, and Trombley. Gentlemen, happy trade deadline day. Very active one as well. The most active trade line debt trade deadline in NFL history. We just went. Yeah, it was fun. And and a lot of big names got moved. Yeah, this we had a lot of fun in our group chat about this. Having oh my god, it was just every five minutes. Who's getting moved? What's going there? Every um, five minutes, it felt like that. You know what's weird, Mike, is that I was talking to my uh, one of my coworkers today, and this felt like an NHL trade line, trade deadline. Yeah, it felt like that. It it felt like a like the other one of the other threes. I think Tom would agree with this because the NBA, the NHL, MLB, those trade deadlines are usually awesome. The NFL is usually pretty boring. Yeah, not this year. Not this, this year. Not. Yeah, this felt more like four o'clock when free agency opens. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like there's some weird things with football. Like you don't see a lot of like offensive linemen like being like traded. Like there's a lot of positions I feel like that don't get like sold a lot of the deadline in football. It's really just kind of like some of these other positions, like receivers, I feel like. So that's usually not as fun, but today was that fun. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. Um all right, let, let's start with the big one from today. The Broncos traded edge rusher Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth-round pick. It's a massive pick. To the Miami Dolphins for a first-rounder next year that belonged to the Niners. A 2024 fourth-round pick and running back Chase Edmonds. I'm guessing that that's more because Javante Williams is out for the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Bradley Chubb out in Denver. That was kind of the the one we were waiting on, Adam. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, it's interesting because Chubb is such a guy that's such like a high ceiling from the draft time, and we're we're kind. Of, I mean, we're obviously early on in his career. We haven't we've seen flashes. We've seen him be really really good before, but also it just kind of it's interesting because Denver went out. Um, and they started spending a little bit more of the money this year than, than normal. They went and paid Randy Gregory. Um, obviously, Vaughn got traded last year, so the defense is going to look different than it was. Um, it was starting to look different, and now it's going to look different again. But this was kind of like maybe they didn't want to pay Bradley Chubb because he, he has showed the flashes but never consistently. Um, and he hasn't been this complete, unbelievable <laughs> like we thought he had the potential to be yet. So they kind of had a reason to be sketched out with paying him long-term like a Miles Garrett um, or like a TJ Watt. So I get it completely from the Broncos perspective. And I even went on the first, when this immediately happened, I wanted to see what was going on in, in Broncos country. Let's ride. So I went on, I went on their Reddit and they were having like a live discussion and they were, they were really happy about this. Like they were, nobody really wanted to commit to this guy. Um, we're just happy to get a first round pick in return. They could have probably got a little more had to spend a little time better. Um, but but that all that being said, the Dolphins, there's no this is kind of a no brainer. You're expecting this to be a late first round pick um, because it's the it was Niners pick, correct? It is the Niners pick? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is 
complete no-brainer. You're already adding this pile of picks that you've traded to get Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and um, and now Bradley Shaw. Yeah, the complete no-brainer. This is better than any three guys they would. So it's a no-brainer. It's really, really high upside. It's just going to be whether the Dolphins want to give him this crazy contract, which I guess they're going to because they traded for him. Adam Schefter had said they are working towards that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, uh, but looking at this trade, I mean, this really to me is a win-win for both sides. You know, you get Denver's point of view, like Adam said, you get this guy that maybe you're not committed to. He's shown the flashes, but he's kind of, you know, and right now, but he's got high upside. Obviously we know like what he can be, but you get a first round pick out of him next year. You uh, get a fourth rounder pick. You get a good running back that can replace Javante Williams for this season and possibly, you know, have as your third running back next year. Um, and then for the dolphins. Yeah. I mean, you add this guy to a defense that you're going up against some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now in the AFC. You, when you get to playoff time, cause I, I believe that dolphins, well, even then you got, you got to get the, the surge to the playoffs and some of the quarterbacks you're going to be facing upcoming are going to need to be, you know, sacked in order for you to have a chance because you're going to play Josh Allen again. You're going to play Zach Wilson. You know, he's been all right, but you're going to play, you know, Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi again, but like, you need to get to the quarterback in the AFC, you know, because then once you get to playoff time, if you get to there, you're going to have to play against Mahomes or Allen again or Lamar or Burrow. You know, you need to get to the quarterback. And now the Dolphins have that guy that if he hits his full potential can get to the quarterback. So win-win for both sides, in my opinion. Yeah, I do like it for both sides. I think I like it a little bit more for Miami. Uh, for the same reasons you guys said, they need to find, you know, they need to stack up a defense to go against Josh Allen. Let, let's be real. This is the, the big thing here. And these other titans of the uh, the AFC, these great quarterbacks. And uh, I think it, it was just kind of a steep price to pay, but I think it's going to be worth it in the long run. And uh, as for the Broncos, I like it a little bit less. I mean, they had it, they felt like they probably had to get this done. But uh, they, they traded with the Jets for Jacob Martin, who's not very good to replace him. So I didn't really like that move for them. Maybe it's just my bias. And also the fact that the Dolphins were able to get Chase Edmonds away as part of the deal, I think was good because Chase Edmonds has not been good this year. No, he, he leads the league in drops. Yeah, and the analytics are really sour on him. So th- this was, I think, a better deal for the Dolphins, but it's still good for both sides. To be able to replace Jeff Wilson, too, I think that's a – I honestly think that's an upgrade over Chase Edmonds right now. I haven't seen a ton of Jeff Wilson, but it probably is uh, because we've seen what he can do this year in the Simons, and it was probably the worst we've seen Chase Edmonds. So uh, this overall, I think, seemed like a good deal, but we got to see what Bradley Chubb does. He hasn't had, you know, that elite, elite season yet. He's had very good seasons. I think he has – he's on uh, track to have his best season this year, sacks-wise. So we'll see. I'm going to try to sound non-homerish on this, but it's going to be very hard. I love this deal. I love it for a plethora of reasons. One, the first round. We talk about this all the time. No matter the draft picks you have, you're not going to use them all. or that Not all those guys are going to wind up on the team at the same time. So you use them to get something in return. 
Bradley Chubb is a game changer. He is the third highest win rate on uh, defensive snaps. The only two guys in front of him, Miles Garrett, pretty good. Micah Parsons, pretty good. The Dolphins needed this guy because they weren't getting to the quarterback to Noah's point. Emmanuel Ogba hasn't had hasn't been solid. Jalen Phillips is starting to come on, but but this is a really nice move. And you can't make this move unless you have confidence in the guy slinging the football. And Tua slinging the ball as well as he's ever slung it in the NFL. And that's why you're able to make this move, which I'm going to catapult it into this because we're a few, we're eight weeks in, nine weeks in, almost. This week will nine. be week nine. Week nine. This move makes the Miami Dolphins the third best team currently in the AFC. I know they beat the Bills, but the Bills are still the Bills, and Kansas City still Kansas City. I would put the Dolphins right now in that three spot. I I can't argue with that. I'd play devil's advocate for one thing, for one team, and then the rest I'll give you is is Baltimore, especially. But they beat Baltimore. But they just added Roquan Smith, too. Which I even I like. We, we'll get into that deal, but sure. Which, which I like even more than Bradley Chubb. I freaking love Roquan Smith. Oh, I think, <laughs> like, I think he's great. <laughs> like he's one of my favorite players in the league right now. Like he is, he is a stud. Oh, he, he is. You know what? Let, let, let's segue into that because that was a deal that took place yesterday. And let me just this getting it. So we talked about getting Bradley Chubb for first round pick was a pretty good deal. We could have went for way more. That. I know that the contract situation is why this this price was the way it is, but them getting um, the, the the Ravens getting um, Roquan for only a second and, and then a little more was was excellent. So was the deal deal is Roquan Smith the Ravens for a, a a two and a five in next year's draft and AJ Klein. Yep, excellent. I mean, Klein is a is a backup linebacker. He's fine. He's just a he's just a guy that they're not going to have playing anymore because they have freaking Roquan Smith. So like it, them mm-hmm. having Patrick Queen um, away, like they're they're getting no they're getting David Ajabo this week. Like he, he's coming. This is his first week to be healthy. Like this, yeah, this we thing, haven't even seen him yet. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what happens with the Ravens. Like, like, and the defense has kind of been spotty so far this year. Like most, but more, more in the secondary than in the front seven. Um, but a great pass rush will help the secondary. Right, here we go. You get, you added freaking Jason Pierre-Paul two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. I mean, this. Well, my this only stuff. question with the Ravens is, what is Mar- Mark Andrews? Is he healthy or not? Like, yeah, what's going on? I mean, he left the game on. Last Thursday, he I was game time. I've not heard anything. I do know Bateman's going to miss the next couple of weeks. Luckily, though, they drafted Isaiah Likely, and he's actually playing pretty yeah. well too. Like, he it was great. Seems like there was a steal, night. and like what well, they got that in like the fourth, fifth round, Isaiah yeah. Likely. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, but adding Roquan, <clears throat> that is huge for the Ravens. 
Um, like we said, you know, the, the, the secondary has been struggling how – it still blows my mind that, you know, I remember one of my coworkers saying two weeks ago, like, oh, you know that they have the worst pass defense in the league? And I was like, what? Marcus That's not true. The Ravens cannot have the worst pass defense in the league. It's like you look it up, it's like, oh, my God, they do. They are horrible. Well, but now you get a guy who can get after the quarterback and who can um, help, like Mike said, help the secondary by getting to the quarterback and making them uncomfortable. And, man, the, an AFC that was already loaded to begin with is just getting even more loaded. It, yeah. It's ridiculous. This this division, this conference, when it comes to playoff time, this conference could be a dogfight. Yeah. It's top-heavy still. Like, I still think we're talking about these top four teams, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I guess I, I'm starting to respect Tennessee more again to put them in this category. But um, the, I think the, the there's still a gap. Like, there's like yeah. there's and even like even the Chargers are the lower part of the gap now. And here we thought they this whole AFC West was going to be the um, ridiculous. This, all yeah. of them are competitive and stuff. But the only thing I was going to say, too, is that the only risk factor for the Ravens in doing this move is you got Lamar Jackson negotiating his contract without an agent. He wants to be the highest paid quarterback. That's fine. He's, it's probably going to happen. If they're going to bring him back, they're probably going to have, this is how this is going to work. This is how it always works. This is what his, his market is because Kyler Murray, who stinks, got a lot more <laughs> oh. than that. Uh, and, but now, Roquan Smith, he, want, he wants to be the highest paid linebacker in the league. He wants to beat out the TJ Watts of the world. He's the leading he tackler. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have an agent either. <laughs> so, so they should negotiate <laughs> each other's deals. Yes, <laughs> that's how, how that'll go down. I'm just saying, if you're expecting them to, I mean, luckily they they've been they draft really well, and they've they had a thousand they had a thousand picks last year. That's how they got these guys, likely guys, and and a job all. And but if if you're expecting them to ever get another free agent, another big time free agent the next year, you better hope the cap goes way up because they're going to have to spend every penny they got on these two guys. Yeah. yeah, that is a good point that you don't think about right now because it's like, oh, they're going all in because the you know they can win the AF, maybe they can win the AFC and uh, I mean they I think they'll win the North. I mean the Bengals that was ugh, that was brutal to watch last night. I'm not going to judge a team based on one game, but that was scary. Keep keep and in I, mind though, I and I said this with with them last year. They ha- they lost to the Browns terrible last year too. Yeah. And also speaking how good the AFC is, I hate to talk about this, but the Browns with Deshaun Watson are going to be, I think, pretty good. They are going to be pretty good. I I don't like talking about them, but they're with Jacoby Brissett still look pretty good. The defense is good. The run game, like they're going to be good too. AFC is scary. All right. So so let's keep it the AFC North because the Steelers made two trades today. One of the buy form, one of the sell form. The sell form was Chase Claypool goes from Pittsburgh to Chicago. The buy form was William Jackson the third goes from Washington to Pittsburgh. Although, have heard if Washington did not trade him, they would have cut him. Which, uh, 
Okay. But Chase Claypool going to, from Pittsburgh to Chicago, I mean, you're giving Justin Fields what we want. Yeah, I, I actually really like this deal for Chicago. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think – you know, they don't have a true number one receiver right now, but I I really like the combination of uh, uh, Mooney and Claypool now. I think that's a decent one-two punch. I think that can, you know, account for, you know, not having a true number one receiver, have two really good number two receivers. Um, <clears throat> you know, but you guys said it earlier, because I was really confused by this move to begin with. I was like, why would they sell all these defensive players and then trade for an offensive player? But you guys pointed it out, and it's to co- this is looking at fields going, all right, show us something this year or we're done. I don't even think it's this year. I think it's this year and next year because Claypool's under contract for next year. But if you could build it up between the two, we're playing a little with a little bit of fire because they got a pretty good running back duo with David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. The defense has been okay for the most part. They're competitive in games you wouldn't think they're competitive in, you know, and so they wanted to do something to help Fields, and this is the move they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure how Claypool fits into this Bears offense and what this is going to look like. I'm a little scared for the Bears with this pick. I get it. You want to see what Fields has got. Maybe you should have gotten them something without giving up a second-round pick. I know they just got one in the Roquan uh, Smith deal, but this, I don't know. This seems risky to me. I mean, Chase Claypool had the great rookie year and that was it. I know he hasn't had great quarterbacks, but who, who is his quarterback now? I mean, it, it got probably worse. So I'm a little, I don't know how happy I am for the bears about this, but I think the Steelers to get a second round pick for that is, is great. And also I trust them to draft wide receivers because they always hit the nail on the head. So it's almost like, okay, we're going to go around next year and just draft a younger guy that's almost as good as Claypool. Might be tough, but Pickens, by the way, looks really good. I mean, he was sitting there. No one wanted him for some reason. They already replaced Claypool with Pickens. Exactly. That's the thing. And I saw it was really – it was kind of funny. I didn't realize at the time, but during the draft, Claypool announced that pick. So he pretty (laughs) much announced his replacement. (laughs) <laughs> and didn't know it. Oh, my God. Wow. That's awesome. So, yes, I like it for the Steelers a bit more. I like. I think the Steelers tend to make smart moves like this. And for the Bears, who knows? There's a slight chance Claypool, this is going to work, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is a fit. Like, I, I like I like Claypool a lot, the player, but I don't really – he hasn't seen – I don't know. He seems to just play him with more, like, arrogance and – in year two versus year one. If you guys remember, like, dancing around after getting a first down when they were rushing the clock the one time. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, but but think about who he was playing with. He was playing with guys like Juju. Yeah. And- yeah. But but the, there's, like, stuff like that. And then there's – um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but a couple of weeks ago, Romo was doing the Steelers broadcast, and he said, you know, if, if Claypool would just, like, go like, – go up, a little more horizontal instead of vertical. Like he, he's really got, he, he's in year three right now and he's doing things that are just not quarterback friendly. Like he mm. had some stuff like that. Like he could be doing a little bit more to, to, I don't know, to, to step up and, and make a role for himself than 
than he really is. He should be developing more. But anyway, I mean, that being said, though, like I think that the downside of this for the Bears is just that is it's just that, and he just brings this arrogance and doesn't really help out that much. And he winds up like Kelvin Benjamin on the Bills, just like they traded for him to kind of help the quarterback. But in reality, they got to get somebody a lot better than that anyway. <laughs> And then Booger um, but, McFarlane says you're one Popeye's biscuit away from being out of the league. Yeah. But best best case, he is a guy that elevates the team. And and this team's got Darnell Mooney and Claypool. Those are two pretty good number twos, I think, for um for a a team that like we hope is an offense on the rise in the next year or two. And we we want to see Fields get tested. You might need a true number one still still if a guy becomes available but um but that's pretty good like that's a good move and, I, and again for pittsburgh they already replaced him why not it's another second round pick and they you know like i think tom said they always draft well no matter the position really they weren't gonna pay him like yeah it wasn't gonna happen yeah. <laughs> but think about over last four off seasons or so or two of the last three. They got rid of Antonio Brown. They got rid of Juju. And now they get rid of this guy. Yeah. But like every, it seems like every draft that I'm like, hey, you got to get, you guys got to watch um, Deontay Johnson. And then they take him. And then, then I'm like, hey, you guys got to watch James Washington. He's awesome. And then they take him. And then you guys <laughs> got to watch Claypool and George Pickens. They take him. So it's just like, they're, they're going to just keep drafting really good route runners and, and, and smart football players in the, in the mid rounds. It's really, they've kind of got it down to a T and it's, it's not really, they don't see it as an issue. It's, mm-hmm. it's cycling after. Then it's, it's Mike Tomlin's word. So if, if Mike Tomlin doesn't trust you, you're not going to be there long term. So, right. all right. So, so, I think that was it for the Bears, the Roquan deal and this deal. But staying within the NFC North, the Lions traded tight end TJ Hawkinson along with two fourth-round picks to the Minnesota Vikings in exchange for a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick. Now, we were talking about this beforehand. Hawkinson is under contract for next year as well. Yeah, they took his option. So it's a year and a half of TJ Hawkinson in Minnesota. I just and also Irv Smith, the regular Vikings tight end, went down with an ankle injury. This was the most fascinating one to me. It's just like I can't imagine what was going on in the Lions locker room that brought this up. Like who initiated this call? Like, like, hey, we drafted this guy like eighth overall or tenth overall like three years ago. You know, he's got a ton of potential. He's been doing pretty good. This team's We've been talking like we're trying to get this offense moving in the right direction. It's it's starting to sort of work. We got a good coach and all that. Well, let's trade our our young tight end. That's this big on the rise star. Like it's 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 just odd. It's odd. You want to trade him in the division. It's odd that who made this phone call to start this call. Um. I mean, the price is totally fair, I think. And it's, and, um, totally makes sense for Detroit to take the deal. It's just like, were they shopping him? Did they not want to resign him afterwards? Like, 
what's going on here? So I think for that, that team, it's like you put in a call, everyone's on the. Uh, there's probably one or two guys who aren't there who aren't available. You're just taking whatever calls you can get, yeah. right? And then as far as Minnesota's, the only thing I'd say it's weird for is well, you got to you. The only thing I think is weird about Minnesota doing this is next year you're going to be talking about Cousins is going to be up at the end of next year. And then you also are going to start talking about Jefferson's contract pretty soon as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to have a lot of money tied up in, in, in some of these offensive plays, or you're going to be good in a new quarterback anyway. So, <clears throat> but it's a good move for both sides. It's just interesting. Yeah. Very weird trade. Usually don't see a lot of individual in division trades, um, weird. This, um, the Lions must have just thought that, hey, we're out of this. We're not going to be competitive anytime soon, even in a couple of years. So let's just take what we can get. And maybe the Vikings called them and they thought, you know what? Screw it. We uh, we need to get what we can now for our for our good players. Um, so I like this deal for both sides. I like getting a replacement for Irv Smith while he's down. And if he doesn't return, then you can have his replacement for the next few years. Um, uh, but, yeah, I like it for both sides. I think Detroit gets a nice haul out of it. And the Vikings, you know, they they now have a number one tight end again. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of upset with Detroit for this because I, I don't like – how could you send them to your division? rival i don't know i don't i don't get it it would have had to have been like a really nice hole and I, it kind of was but like i just don't get it i don't know what detroit's doing but then again they're detroit and every time we think that they're like getting better they're usually not but um i don't know I, it's i get that the vikings wanted to do this though because irv smith was out all of last year from an injury he played like six seven games this year he's down with an injury the Vikings last year, if you remember, they sent the fourth-round pick for Chris Herndon to the Jets. That was a bust. We were yep. laughing at that deal then. He's yep. been nowhere to be found. I don't even know if he caught a pass for them. So I feel like they just want to get this done and just get a, a good tight end. But on the other hand, it's like you had this guy Conklin last year. You let him go, and he's actually catching passes with the Jets. So I don't know what's going on exactly. This was a weird trade, just like you said. Just the fact that it was in division. But if I were the Lions, I would just – would not want to trade a guy like that to my division rival, like ever. Like it would have to be a really lot of stuff. Well, yeah, you're right because this is a guy like fans would have bought jerseys for in the last three years. He like, was honestly, you could argue, the best piece on offense for a while. I think now it's some probably Amon Ross St. Brown, but like Hawkinson was like a top ten tight end. I would say for the past couple of years with he Detroit. is a top ten tight end. Yeah, but that's all. You know what I say that, but also there's not that many great tight ends. But I think I, but I think that's a good point because there yeah. aren't so many good tight ends. When you have one, you exactly and he's you, good enough to stand out from the rest of them. Right. So he's not Kelsey or Andrews, but he's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is the equivalent of like the Kyle Pitts getting traded to the Bucks. Like yeah, why? kind of. <laughs> and I get it. The lines are out, but I just, I don't know. I feel weird about it. No, I, I, I understand. I also think the Vikings have 
cemented themselves firmly, not only as the best team in the NFC North, because there's another team who will be talked about later who really deserve to be ripped on. But I think the Vikings have also cemented themselves as one of the top teams in the NFC as a whole at yeah, six I, and one. That's fair. And you, you could mm-hmm. say you don't buy them or Kirk Cousins in prime time and they're, they're the jokes. <laughs> Guess what? They're winning football games right now. Mm, they're that's a thing, finding they're... a way. And they kind of are – they remind me a little bit of last year's Bengals. Just like the sense of they're finding ways to win. It's not always pretty, but if they get hot at the right time, they're as dangerous as anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this team I feel like was bound to have one of these years where they win a good amount of games because they I feel like they should have been winning 10, 11 games the past few years, and they have not been. And you're just like, what's going on with this team? Why is the defense so bad? Like, why aren't they winning? You know, and now it's finally like, all right, they're six and one. They look pretty good to me. The defense doesn't look like a joke. Uh, they should be able to make some moves. Do they win playoff games? I don't know, but I know they're good enough to make the playoffs for sure now. Like they, they've probably got this division on lock and key at this point. No, after the last four <laughs> Packers football, yeah, I think no, it's officially I, done. <laughs> we, can, we can get into the Packers in a second, but I want to also bring up the point M you made because they're going to have to pay Jefferson, and guess what? He's going to want to be the highest-paid receiver in all football. Yeah. <laughs> and he's earned it. I'm not going to sit here and say yes, but. Yeah. I also wonder if it makes a guy like Thielen expendable in the offseason. Maybe. I think he's expendable anyway right now. Because it they're um, talking about they were in the market for the Brandon Cooks like deal this week, too. And obviously that didn't happen, but. Yeah, Brian Cooks was not dealt. They were talking about getting a second or third tier receiver. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. I kind of felt like over the last – since Jefferson has broke out, I kind of wondered, is it just a matter of time before they can't handle both and Thielen's got to go? Because they could get a seriously good pick for Thielen. But now he's kind of – this is the problem. He's kind of falling back a little bit, and we're not seeing as much of him, so the trade value's gone down. But they didn't really have a good third option, I guess, to plug in. I mean, it's Jalen Rager. Uh, is, yeah. is he, he's a lot older than we think he is, too. He's, isn't he, like, in his – he's, like, 32 I or something? I think he's 30, I would say, at least 30. Thielen? Thielen. Yeah, he's got to be in his 30s. Give me a second. I'll look it up. I mean, remember we're talking – Because he played, like, he played like Minnesota State also or something. Yeah. He was, like – he was on that team, I think, like, three years before Diggs was. Yeah. And Diggs is, like, 29, 30 right now, too. Pretty crazy how they were able to go from Diggs to Jefferson, though, like two of the best. Well, but that <laughs> like was imagine the same you had trade. both of those on the same team somehow. <laughs> the biggest win win trade we've seen in a long time. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and I still think about how things were would have been different if the Eagles ended up with uh, Justin Jefferson. Oh, <laughs> it's God. So funny. Everyone was just like, take them, take them. Like the whole, yeah. everyone was yelling at their TV. You know what? Adam, you're, Adam, you're right. Thielen's 32. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. That, that, that's the Vikings form of the trade deadline. Um, you know, we, we started talking about, so we could just dive into the Packers now. 
Oh, the God. The did squat today. They've yeah. lost four in a row. They didn't do anything today. They were in on Claypool, according to reports. But the Steelers took the Bears offer. And let, let's just get this out of the way, because I saw a lot of people talking about this. That game on Sunday night was not as close as the score indicated. No, no. I don't think anybody's giving them credit for anything. Oh, I've, been, I've seen a few people give them credit. I was like, no way. <laughs> they were and, um. But it was um, – who was it? It was Jeff Saturday. He did the top five NFL teams of the week list and all that stuff like that. And he said the most impressive thing about the Bills win on Sunday was <clears throat> the Bills put, played average football and still whooped the Packers. Yeah, it was. It should have been a lot worse. Like, like the, the Bills had the ball on, on first and four <laughs> and threw a pick. Well, I mean, honestly, not, the only the, the only reason that the Packers got into that game was Allen just had a really sloppy second half. Yeah, and and one of the one of the like one of the throws that Allen was throwing at the ground, the guy picked off. <laughs> it was that <laughs> that level of like just dumb, like fluky kind of things, yeah. but. Yeah, I, I'm. I've said this. I said this last week, but I'm gonna reiterate it. Packers are done. I'm putting the knife in their back. They, there's no way that this team's gonna do anything dude, this year. Dude, you can't stab them in the back. You gotta stab them in the front. And well, then... I'll stab them in the front, the back, wherever, <laughs> because they are absolutely done. They're dead in the water. I, I would honestly take Chicago right now over Green Bay. The, the, this well, team is. Well, this week we'll put you to the test. They play Detroit. They, yeah. So we'll see because I. Yeah, it's just really this is just bad. And Aaron Rodgers is turning on his teammates and they they can't do anything right other than one big bomb to the end zone to that whoever that guy was. I don't even know. Um that he's made a great catch on over I believe it was Micah not Micah Hyde, uh Elam. I believe he made it over Elam. But yeah, it's just this team's dead in the water. I, this team is so done. And the fact that they just did nothing, like Aaron Rodgers probably told them, like, hey, get me a wide receiver, and then they just went, nah. Well, so I was at the game Sunday, and it was we were just like – I mean, I, I called this game on our show last week, and I said to take the over, which they actually covered, which was a little huh, – They did. Yeah, they, which is scary. But, but it was really – like Noah said, it was uglier than, than – the scoreboard indicated, obviously, but if you if you looked at the stats, like Rogers had seventy passing yards in the first three quarters, like because they were they were they were running seventy five percent of the time, and the reason for that was they did not trust the pass whatsoever. Rogers was not trusting his receivers. Um, Christian Watson got hurt in the beginning of the game, and you're talking about now you're talking about your receiving cores, Romeo Dobbs. Sammy Watkins, who had like two catches at the beginning and then did nothing else, and like Robert Tunyon and the running backs. So what are you gonna do? You're just gonna throw screen passes and run with Jones and, and Dylan. So that's that's all they did. They don't trust anything downfield for the most part. It, it's just like, what are you doing? And 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 um Rogers is going on Pat McAfee and and saying oh well why well, I, I think they'll have my back and they're gonna trade for a receiver and then he's on there to again today he's like oh I'm just on here in case they make a trade while while I'm on here and like just Jesus like it's just like <laughs> like how, how blind and deaf and dumb and everything is this team to just guys 
Aaron Rodgers is a generational talent. He's only got three or four more years to contribute to your franchise. Maybe one if he if he pulls the plug. And you're making a pretty big argument for him to pull the plug after this season. You don't have his back. You're not going out and helping him succeed. And and the team is getting worse. This team is a, is a downgrade over it was last year significantly. Most of, a lot of that is Devontae Adams. And defense is worse that you keep investing in. And everything else, he doesn't even trust his own receivers. They're becoming this run-first team that he's playing like Mac Jones. So. Yeah. We're at the boiling point, I think, with the Packers. Because, like, the past couple of years, yeah, they, they, <clears throat> they didn't go out and get him a great number two. We always said they should go get him another good receiver. They never did. Now it's like we're at the point where he's almost got nothing in. They're still doing nothing, and it's just like he should have left them. Honestly, he should have yep. because they they do not. I don't think they respect him anymore. And I, I mean, I I just don't understand. And that's so sad. I didn't know he was on like the Pat McAfee show. Like, oh, it's gonna happen. Like you would think they would just tell him like straight up, yeah, Aaron, we're not doing shit. Just like we haven't for the past you know <laughs> five years. Yeah. yeah. But like the fact that he thinks and like he's got the impression that it might happen is was like worse than I thought. Like this is yeah. pretty sad, and he should a hundred percent leave. And I think they might have pissed him off so much that he might just retire. <laughs> like honestly, just like why even bother? But he he should a hundred percent leave. He probably should have left already. But I think he's honestly a pretty loyal guy. Like I know he, you know, he's wanted that the biggest money and whatnot. And that's part of the, was part of the problem that he never wanted to be like Brady and kind of take less. But now we're seeing that was not the only excuse. They have plenty of uh, opportunities and they've done nothing. And the fact that they couldn't at least like get Brandon cooks, like that's pretty sad. And uh, they deserve to lose the division. Now the Vikings are way better. And I feel kind of feel bad for Aaron Rodgers, and I can't believe I do, but. He should come to the Jets. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> they've they've turned. I think a lot of people are anti Rogers. Whether it's whatever it is, it's the money. It, it was the vac vaccination status last year. They've turned a lot of people who are anti Aaron Rodgers into pro Aaron Rodgers people because of the way they've done business. Because there's a, a war that they have taken Aaron Rodgers for, and it's granted. Aaron Rodgers has busted his ass the last two years, and he won NFL MVP. Mm -hmm. And what does he have to show for? Absolutely nothing. And we always say they're a receiver away. What do they do in the first round? They don't draft a receiver. They draft a linebacker. They have a second first-round pack pick now because they trade Devontae Adams. Oh, we're going to invest both those picks on defense. Meanwhile, before that, the Philadelphia Eagles traded for A.J. Brown, and all that cost was one first-round pick and $20 million over five seasons. AAV, it's $20 million. So you're not helping Aaron Rodgers at all. So Aaron Rodgers should leave. And I think this offseason he will leave. But I don't think he'll retire. I, I think it's just it's either time to cut him and you have to eat the dead money or you have to trade him. And 
figure out where he wants to go, what they want in return, because we say this a lot when it comes to the Steelers who have had three coaches in the last 50 years or so, whatever it is. Well, the Green Bay Packers have had two quarterbacks in the last 35 years. Right, because it was Favre and then Rodgers. Yeah. So instead of embracing him or welcoming him with the open arms, you're pushing him aside. And you're just like, we really don't care. That's why you took Jordan Love in the first round. Yeah. Which and so Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, I can't speak for everyone here. You have at least my support. And you know what, Tom, you say the Jets, I'll send them to Indy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, wanna, I don't want to, I don't want to see this, but I'll send him to, I'll send him to Tampa to fill in for Brady when Brady. Yeah, I don't know if he'd want that. <laughs> I don't know if he'd want to be the guy after Brady. Oh, I don't think <laughs> But he could he could he can fill in it pretty much any of these spots. You got you get you got the Saints, you got Seattle, you Den, Denver. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna you got the Niners. You got you might have the Niners again. Not like, Niners, sure. You got the might have the Raiders. Might oh, be hard to contend. I, I just thought of one. Hear, hear me out on this. No way he's going. <laughs> no, no, no. Hear me out on this. The number 12 is available in New England. I thought it too, but I wouldn't. I'm not speaking that into existence. I <laughs> don't want to. <laughs> What's the biggest get back for Bill Belichick in the Brady thing? Oh, I'll win with Aaron Rodgers. That would actually, as much as I would hate that, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> That, oh my god! Like he'd be like, I'm not, I'm not working under freaking Matt Patricia. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's gonna be like, yeah, let's go to the other team that doesn't ever get wide receivers. Jacoby Myers, I'm here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yo, yo, go trade me back. Go get me to kill Harry back. That's not, that's it's not funny. To kill Harry scored a touchdown. On he did. He did. He one hundred percent did. He's gonna uh, be like. You guys wouldn't give me DJ Moore. I'm gonna go get myself DJ Moore. I'll decide. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get him. I guess. I'll pick him up at the airport. Also. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I think we're all in agreement. Rogers' time in Green Bay's up. Oh yeah, 100. The, the same could be said for Matt Ryan's time in Indy, because the Colts lost the Commanders on on Sunday. And then after today, they traded running back Naeem Hines to the Bills for Zach Moss. I, I like I like the trade for Buffalo, uh, Adam. I, I, Naeem Hines is a receiving running back, so that he I think he's ever since he's entered the league, he's had the fifth most passing uh, receiving yards for running back. So I like that. It really adds to a dynamic Bills passing offense. Now you have Hines out of Hines out of backfield. Um, and have Singletary as your pure runner. I, I really like the trade for the Buffalo. Yeah, I like it too. And I just like it because, well, now you're even adding to what Cook is supposed to bring. And Cook's, Cook is getting better, but he's still, like, not ready to take the full bulk of this. 
Um, but he's, this was the first game Sunday actually, where he started to make some really nice plays and he had a big catch, um, for 45 yards or so. So like, this is, I mean, the Colts fans were very upset that for trading him away, especially for almost nothing. I mean, this, this trade return is, I, and from a Bills perspective, it's like nothing because Zach Moss has been a healthy scratch. He's been pretty much a dud. He runs into his own offensive lineman the whole time. Like he just is, is a guy that is not getting the, he doesn't seem to, to click in the NFL world so far. And, and, and I don't know, like he just, he's not the worst, worst running back you're ever going to find, but he's just passable enough for, he's enough that like you're wondering about Duke Johnson on the practice squad. Like, wait, what's he up to? I don't know. So, um, but definitely an upgrade. It's a freaking cheap pick. Um, but the only thing I, the only other thing, because you brought up Matt Ryan, I was just going to say, were you guys surprised at, at, at all that he didn't get traded today? Cause I, th- I thought that was going to be like maybe a dark horse trade because like, what's the point of having Matt Ryan sit on the bench? You know, it's funny. And, I didn't think about that one bit, but yeah, I would, I don't know why he was. Where's he going to go though? Who's going to take him? Well, I was even thinking about like, like, well, I don't know. It, it's yeah. I mean, Washington, like, I don't know. I mean, Heineke's playing well, though. I think Heineke should be their guy. Heineke should 100% be their guy. Every time he's stepped up to the plate, he's played well. Uh, I guess it's kind of like, like, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I can't even think one off the top of my head, but, but I'm not, Matt Ryan in, in Shanahan's offense would be an upgrade over Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. Shanahan's Maybe off. if there was an yeah. injury, he played for him in Atlanta. Yeah, he could go back to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he played for Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, is is Matt Ryan though really an upgrade over Jimmy G right now? It, with in Shanahan's system, he probably is. I guess. I that don't think he wants I... to take on the money. I think that's the big thing there too. Yeah, but then you just punish the Colts and say you take the money, and the, then the. Because, well, because some, some, um, and Tom, I'll let you take the floor when I say something. But mm-hmm. I had a, one of my fr- friends who's a Jet fan was asking me, like, hey, I really want to trade for like a veteran quarterback that can just start because I don't really trust Flacco mm-hmm. and all done with being patient with Zach Wilson. And, and I kind of just made a comparison about EJ Manuel getting benched for Kyle Orton. Like, that's probably not the best <laughs> idea. And you're just, destroying Zach Wilson and then you're probably just done with that because you're impatient. Um, but I, I mean, I, well, they, they brought up the idea of like, well, what if they traded for a Jared Goff or a Carson Wentz or something? And I was like, I don't think Matt Ryan would be the worst idea in the world for that. Yeah. The, the sad thing is it probably isn't a bad idea because Zach Wilson's kind of showed us very little so far. And I get it. He was a second overall pick. So it might seem like to a lot of people like throwing in the towel way too early. But like if you're if you really think about it this way, the Jets haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. They're five and three. They were a quarterback away from just winning that game against New England, where Zach Wilson threw three terrible interceptions and lost them a game that was a five-point game. At some point, maybe you think like we should not let this season slip away 
just to see what we have in Zach Wilson. Eventually, put your maybe you put your foot down and say, this kid's not it, and we need to try to win some games. Let's squeak into this playoff picture, you know, before we, we fall down the drain here. So uh, I understand Jets fans' frustrations, though, and if the Jets would have done that, I mean, Robert Sala kind of made it clear they're sticking with Wilson the whole year, which is kind of what I'm expecting. Also, they demoted Joe Flacco from the backup and elevated Mike White. So I don't know what that means exactly, but it basically means Joe Flacco is not going to be starting, and they didn't want any better in starting. They're they're going to ride Zach Wilson the whole way out. But And Mike White. Yep, and Mike White, who if Zach Wilson sticks, I wouldn't be shocked if he got benched. But it doesn't well, seem like Robert Why was it he on Sunday? Great question, honestly. I mean, you, you got to wonder that the, 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 the mistakes Zach Wilson's making are not like – they're just blatant like rookie mistakes at this point. And Sam Darnold is – we're getting to the point where Sam Darnold looked better. And it's sad, but at some point you got to realize it. And, you know, I, I was saying during the offseason, if the Jets would have traded for Jimmy G, I would not have – like everyone thought I was crazy. But, like, they, it would have been better than when they have now. And they, they maybe they could have figured this out. but. We'll, we'll see. Maybe he'll turn it around, but we've been saying that for a year and a half now. I mean, like, two, two of those were, like, two of those were just, like, stupid throws. And then one of them was, like, he's throwing the ball out of bounds that he missed. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you just don't see that ever with quarterbacks. When you throw a ball out of bounds, how often does a quarterback not throw it out of bounds enough? Like, these are just boneheaded mistakes. And I get it. If the Jets are 1-7, and seven, it's like, who the hell cares? Let them go play. But at some point, you, you maybe you do say something like, okay, we, we need to win. Let's get to nine or ten wins. Win a, get back to the playoffs and get this fan base going. Yeah. And, but at, uh, that, at that point, the risk is you're, you're – now you're going to be – and this is obviously a good problem to have because you made the playoffs. But now you got now you have a later first-round pick if you need to go draft another quarterback. And exactly. you're now you're going to overpay and trade up for one. or you're Because at that point uh-huh. – if you benched him, let's say Joe Flacco was more respected th- this minute than he was, than he actually, <laughs> like if you benched him for Joe Flacco and just said, oh, go Flacco can make the playoffs. Let's just do that. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your goal? Because then now you're going to be saying that, oh, well, it turns out Zach Wilson is Drew Locke and we just got to, <laughs> we just got to like. Go you know, the name I hear, I heard a lot from Jets fans. That actually makes sense is Gardner Minshew. Like, what is he doing? He's shown us more in his rookie year than Zach Wilson has. He's sitting around doing nothing. Go put him into the mix. And when Zach throws three picks, throw go throw Gardner Minshew in there and see what and what that happens. epic mustache. Like, I know Gardner Minshew's not Tom Brady, but he showed us more. Let's be real. On a tanking Jacks team. Yeah. They had to bench him because they were tanking. Let's not forget that. Yeah. 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 They had to bench you because he was too good. Yeah, they By were the like, way, no, this isn't going to work. Speaking <laughs> of the Jags, they made the, I think, the most shocking trade of the day, the Calvin Ridley deal. Yeah, Honestly, what will happen? This is, this is I love it. I, this is my favorite trade of the day. Mm, it's yeah, really it's, good. For a couple it's of so- picks that can move up if he reaches certain points when it's he's like reinstated so- next year. So low risk, high reward. Oh, like, it really is. This is like a potential number one receiver for them. They they already they already paid the boatload for Christian Kirk and and, and money. Now Christian Kirk can be a number two. Gridley can be a number one. And 
you're only adding more weapons to Lawrence. It's cheap. Atlanta's still got to pay a lot of it. And um, you only you, it's two like mid round picks. Who cares? Yeah, and it's really a great deal. He's better than what you're going to get in the fourth round. Yeah. The only thing that makes you worried about it is that you are going to have to wait while Calvin Ridley still starts suspension. But so you're getting him after a year <laughs> off. But they're not going to win this year anyway. The right. Over. Yeah, they're, they're really not. Yeah. So. There's that. Um, I almost that. when you said that, Adam, I almost went. What do you mean? Atlanta's top of the division. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> but well, like you almost this price that they paid the made you think like why didn't hey why didn't Green Bay do that for next? I year? know. <laughs> well, I think Aaron Rodgers would probably say the same thing. Even New England, they have no. They have bad receivers. They just paid. They just traded for Devontae Parker this year. He's done nothing. And Devontae Parker's a stud. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they trade two fourths next year to have a guy for next year? Because Bill's got to draft the most random defensive back out of a school you never heard of. When I when I heard about this trade, one of my first thought was the Cowboys. They tried to get Brandon Cooks. Just go get Ridley for next year. Even even the Rams, like the Rams, don't care about fourth round picks. <laughs> Maybe some people were just really sketched out by Ridley because it's going to be a year off. But I would not be. Well, He's I, still I, I, so young. Maybe some teams just didn't want to take the gamble, Tom. Oh, you know what? I saw that. He one did time. it. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he did it. <laughs> oh, I'm a gambling man now. We'll see. See, fans, fans will duel about this. But oh. the draft is for is for kings. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Not for fans. No, not for Caesar himself. <laughs> All right. There's one other team I want to really bury. I hate the Raiders. Oh <laughs> yeah! You can't put that performance on Sunday against. Andy Dalton. So I asked this in the chat today. I said, after that bad performance, is is Devontae Adams or Chandler Jones attainable for trade? Because... <laughs> <laughs> what about Josh Jacobs, too? He's not bad. Well, like, he's up all, after the year. So oh, okay. I think all of those guys would have would have would be okay with uh taking a different contract with a different team. And regretting every life decision they've ever made in the last six months. <laughs> I, I gotta I say, was... when I looked at the box score, I was shocked at the Vegas like receivers. It's like one catch, three yards is Devontae Adams, one catch, Hunter Renfro, and then like seven catches for like random guys like Mac Holland. Like, what the hell are they doing? I, I've got to put two catches, like what? I have got to put the blame solely on Mr. Josh McDaniels because he is one of the <laughs> I mean, he's going to be one and done. He has to be one and yeah. done. This team is, this team went to the playoffs last year and took the eventual AFC champion Bengals in Cincinnati to the limit. They were one yard away from tying the game. How does that, how do you go from that? Add Devontae Adams, add Chandler Jones, and you are somehow 10 times worse. All Josh McDaniels. It, it's I'm, There's no doubt in my mind. When this happened, all I said was, did you guys, does anyone complimenting this or getting excited about this, did, 
and and regardless of all these big free agent signings, does and and, and I remember arguing this when we were talking about who's going to be the the team to compete with the Chiefs and stuff, and I put the Raiders in last because I said Josh McDaniels because he was the he was a terrible terrible Denver coach. He was there for a year and a half. He was not ready to be a head coach. Since then, he went to New England. I mean, he's been with New England for pretty much with Brady the entire time um, of Brady's adult career. <laughs> and and then he goes to – he does the Colts thing. He's a freaking slime ball. Hmm. Finally finds a team willing to, willing to take him on again. Takes goes – goes there for this massive deal. Just, why would anyone buy that this would work? I guess my thing was this this team was too good to f to f up. It, it just, <laughs> I don't. When you're talking about coaching, the worst coach can ruin anything. And look at yeah. same thing can be said with Nathaniel Hackett. They brought in Russell Wilson. They got all these stud young receivers, and they got a pretty good defense, or they got a very good defense. And the, the offense doesn't work. Yeah. Mm. Apparently, after Sunday's game in New Orleans, for the second time, McDaniel's met with Mark Davis in a closed door meeting. Like, that. What else you got to say? Like, it, it's just terrible. Yeah. It, it's bigger disappointment. Them or the Colts? Oh. Them. I would say the Raiders because the Colts are somewhat it probably not gonna happen, but they're somewhat in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the Raiders. They're not even in it. They're not I had them picked to win this damn division and they look sorry, no, I have the Chargers and they're not much better. <laughs> and then someone the whole AFC West, other than the Chiefs, it, it, it's so funny how we all thought that. This was going to be the year that the AFC West was going to shake up and there's going to be a new king at top. And then Chiefs are just like, oh, what? No, we're the only good team in the AFC West, apparently. Yeah. Honestly, like, this is it. I think that there's an actual possibility that all three of the other coaches get fired. Yeah, <laughs> they it should be. Like, in terrible. Daly would be the one in that that's probably, like, more likely to not be fired. But if they miss the playoffs and they look continue to look ugly against like losing to the Jags at home and losing to the Seahawks at home and like not taking care of their own business, they can't beat the Chiefs still. Like, what's the argument? And and, and this guy's just doing stupid stuff. This is a stupid, stupid coaching decisions at the Browns game. Should have cost him the game. It didn't. You can't penalize him for that, but just it's a pattern of this weird stuff. Herbert looks worse this year than he did last year. I still think he's playing hurt as well, but but you, you shouldn't have had him in a blowout to get hurt. So yeah. But the, but then the other two, McDaniels and Hackett, are in no position to be head coaches. No, they don't. No, I, I think the top three hottest seats if we're going there, Hackett, McDaniels, and, and Frank Reich. Pro, yeah. I, yeah. I think that right right now that's probably the top three. I think all the all three of those guys can be get fired in season at the way things yeah. are going. Colts mm-hmm. losing Colts Colts lose Sunday to New England. Yep. I'd do it right then. Yeah. Yeah. 
if the the Raiders lose to the Jags, I'd leave Josh McDaniels in Jacksonville. Well, the Colts even lost to the te- another team. I'd say with a hot seat and Ron Rivera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the four Definitely. and four Commanders. <laughs> but here's that's the thing: they're four and four. Like they're not terrible. Yeah, they f- they f- find ways to win, and I mean, and Denver looks like they're on the bye this week. Yeah, Denver's on the bye. So <laughs> thank, thank God. Yeah, thank God. No more. Monday night or Sunday night football games, including the freaking Broncos. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to find when their next one is. Don't. <laughs> Never again. I don't think they actually have another one. I think they are. I think they're on a Monday night. Late. Week, four, week 14, they're on Sunday night against the Chiefs. Uh, week, no, week 15, they're not. Week 16, they're not. Week 16, they're not. Week 17. They're not. So one more. The week 17 Monday night game is pretty good. But Bengals, Bills. Yeah. Unless it's the Bengals that showed up last night, then it's a whole other story. Yeah, we kind of talked about maybe we'd end up wanting to go to that, but also it's in the middle of January on a Monday night, and you'd have to take off Tuesday to drive to Cincinnati in the in January. <laughs> so I don't know about that, but it'd probably be a crazy game, and it might end up affecting seating. Oh, it really, it really will. Oh, it's in Cincinnati. Well, okay. well, you really don't, you really don't know that it will because, like, t- the way things are going, the Ravens will have the division locked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. This season's been absolutely insane. It really has been. But you can't predict nothing. They were really early on still. So it's all about staying alive. Now I've got the BG song staying alive in my head. Yep. All right. Anything else before we dive into the picks? I think that was it. All right. All right. Tom, good job. You won again last. Last week, yay! I didn't. I didn't do all the adding, so forgive me. Uh, anyone got the guts on Thursday night to take the Texans? Nope. No way. Did you, did you guys see what what the uniforms are going to be though? They're going to wear the Texans are going to wear all red, and the Eagles are going to wear all black. Ooh! Oh, interesting. Right. Cool. So, so for the gambling people, it, the line is the Eagles minus fourteen. <laughs> uh, probably take it. <laughs> yeah, I would take that. All right. <clears throat> All right. The Dolphins go to Chicago. They play the Bears. Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins give me the Dolphins. Justin Fields. Wow. Claypool. <laughs> Don't go chasing Claypool. All right. We just talked about him. The Chargers go to Atlanta to play the Falcons. This is – I'm going to go Falcons. They actually look impressive right now. I'm going to let Tom go first. Just, just strategize. Oh, I'm <laughs> still going to take the Chargers. I mean, I, I know they're kind of in a rut, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm going to – I don't know. These are two teams that are notorious for just blowing games. Yeah, these are the chokers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, if DJ Moore isn't called for that stupid penalty, yeah, the Panthers win that game and are in first place. You guys saw, like, I think Terry McCauley for NBC said, 
that that yes, yeah, so he was off the field. Yeah, he said it was technically not on the field. It shouldn't have been a penalty. Oh my god, brutal! All right, all right. I'm. I'll take. Um, I'm gonna take the uh, the Chargers. I'm gonna take the Chargers. Two lines. The line is the Chargers minus three. Panthers Bengals. Bengals for that they're they're have a get right game. Yeah, the Panthers have looked okay, but I'm gonna take the Bengals. They need a like Noah said, they need to get right. They look pathetic, 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 awful, awful, awful nightmare fuel level Monday. <laughs> yeah, give me the Bengals. I that was really terrible, but I'm still still think they could win it. Every you know it's like you said Tom earlier in the day or in this episode. Every team has one game like that per year. Yeah, like. they do. Every team has that one game that just doesn't go their way and nothing goes right for them. And you the know, Chiefs lost the Colts. <laughs> right. Chiefs lost <laughs> the Colts and Bills lost yeah. to the Dolphins. Like it's just uh, some of us in here are five and three. <laughs> some of us are six and one. Some of us are yeah, seven who two. handed you the one is the conversation. <laughs> I didn't realize how good all our teams were. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Packers Lions. The line is the Packers minus three and a half. I am I'm gonna so, take the I, Packers. I am so tempted to take the Lions. I am so tempted, but I'll take the Packers. Honestly, though, like they, they're yeah. Honest, honestly, <laughs> oh, this is tough. Uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Detroit. Honestly, oh please. boy. It's uh, because it's in Detroit, right? It is in Detroit. Yeah, I'm gonna take Detroit. It's just really, really sketchy that I'm gonna do this, but my logic is that they lost to Washington in Washington. Detroit beat Washington pretty good. Um, so that's part of my logic. Green Bay just looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They're just terrible. I, you know. I, Pick them right now in good conscience, regardless. Uh, Adam, I was gonna take the lines, but to now I'm thinking this could be a chance to gain a game on you, so I'm gonna go Packers and nothing personal. <laughs> so go, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, all right, Colts, Patriots, the lines, New England, the minus five and a half. Uh, New England, yeah, New England. Yeah, New England, and I would probably take the points. Well, actually, they only beat the Jets by five, but they look pretty good, New England. New England wins, they'll be five and four. That's yep. about right for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom. Bills, oh, Jets. Bills oh, by Bills <laughs> minus 13. Uh, this is going to be a bloodbath. Uh, I'll take the Bills with the points. <laughs> Yeah, I would have thought this was a little closer like two weeks ago, but the after seeing Wilson, it's just like this like without Brees Hall, like this guy's gonna keep up with Allen right now. No way. So I'm gonna pick Bills. Yeah, it would be a much more interesting game if if Brees Hall was in because you know that could he could be their answer to Josh Allen. But yeah, I'm gonna go Bills. I will say though, I'm really interested. This is the biggest test for our young secondary sauce Gardner. I want to see what he can do with Diggs and Al. Like if he gets burnt, I it's okay. I just want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see what they do if they put sauce straight up on on Diggs. Yeah, 
So it will be watchable because it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, All but right. Trey, Trey White's also going to be back probably this week, and Neheim Hines is going to play too. So if you can bet on Zach Wilson over one and a half interceptions, people, it's a plus odds bet somehow. I do it. <laughs> hey, I'm very disappointed the Steelers didn't trade for Neheim Hines before they changed their field from Hines Field, but you know. Uh, whole another conversation. Kirk Cousins revenge game. Vikings Commanders. Vikings. Uh, it's not. It's not a revenge because the Reds. I uh, mean, oops. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go Vikings. <laughs> they don't exist anymore. So I'm gonna go Vikings. He put. He he made them extinct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, give me the Vikings, which would be seven and one. Holy cow. Yeah. Raiders Jaguars. Oh god, this is ugly. Oh, oh. Uh give me Jags. Yeah, give me Jags. I'm not no, I'm done taking the Raiders. <laughs> um do, do I have to? <laughs> I mean, I'm just I guess give me the Raiders. <laughs> I took the Jags last <laughs> week against Denver. I'm taking the. I'm doing it. I'm gonna take the Raiders too. <laughs> I don't have a reason. They lose twenty-four to nothing to Andy Dalton. And you, right, you know what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Give me the Jaguars. <laughs> I just remember Travis Etienne looks decent now. They might actually do something. I'm gonna stick with the Raiders. <laughs> I don't have a reason. I'm gonna be different. Wow. Seahawks Cardinals. Seahawks. They've looked Seahawks. really good. Seahawks. I hate the Cardinals right now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That, that's great analysis because I hate the Cardinals too. <laughs> the Cardinals are favored, by the way. So two by two. Tom, did you say the Seahawks? Yeah, I'll take the Seahawks. I, I got to pick my boy Gino. The Jets should trade for him, by the way. <laughs> or Jamal Adams. <laughs> All right. Rams box. Yeah, oh god, this is so tough. This uh, really is. Uh, and I'm not for go, the reasons people may think. I'm because these teams are just on downward spirals right now. Uh, <laughs> god, this this Ooh. is so tough. The battle of happiness, the Rams. I'm going Rams. <laughs> Tom. I'm gonna go Bucks just because they're at home. I don't want to pick either of these teams, but I got to. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Rams. <laughs> I hate both of them too, but uh, the Rams could get back to 500. The Bucks are done. I'm sorry, Tom. Maybe <laughs> you can go trick or treating with your kids again. <laughs> Sunday night football, where Chris Collinsworth tells you he loves everybody. Titans, Chiefs. Chiefs have owned the Titans. Titans have made it interesting every time, but it's in KC. Did you say so- that? Titans killed them last year in the regular season. Well, that's <laughs> right, they did. Yeah. It's in KC, though. Different story. Yeah. I'm going to go KC. Yeah, I'm going KC, too, especially if we don't know if Tannehill's playing because Malik Willis did not play good this week. Yeah. He played yeah. bad, but he played the Texans. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the, the 
What about okay. the line for, for you guys? Because the line has Kansas City minus 12 and a half. That's a less like it could be a lot, but I, I don't know. Kansas City also just like, hey, San Fran, we're going to beat you by 20. So it's <laughs> yeah, kinda... the big lines are scary. Like even this week, the Bills minus 10, look, 10 and a half looks great. Didn't happen. I'm kind of scared of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would say don't touch this, but I would definitely go for like maybe Mahomes over in passing yards. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. And Monday night, we got the Ravens and the Saints. Ravens. Ravens too. But yeah, Saints, Saints looked a little better this week than they had the past couple. Not good enough for me to take them over Lamar and the Ravens though. No, no Ravens got to Especially Ravens are getting all the toys back. And new toys on defense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like the Ravens too. Okay. All right. All right. Locks. Who's your lock of the easiest week? one of the, of the whole season? Eagles over Texans. <laughs> yeah. When oh, Lovey might... wins, you're going to be really upset. I, I would, I'll say that too. That's fair. Believe it or not, there is an easier lock this week, and it's the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope the Jets at five and three are a mirage at this point without Brees Hall. They don't even have Corey Davis, by the way. He's hurt, and they don't throw Elijah Moore the ball, so it's going to be a beatdown. <laughs> oh my god, that answer Elijah Moore gave post game was terrible. Oh my god, it's cringy. You have chemistry with Zach Wilson? I don't know. I don't get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was I kind of funny. <laughs> And it's who so thought it was a good idea to allow the media to talk to him? <laughs> I know, right? It's so dysfunctional. All right. <laughs> All right. For my lock, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I want to be different. I'm going to go the Raiders. No, no, I'm gonna lock the Raiders in. Oh my god, <laughs> if Trevor Lawrence beats me. Trevor Lawrence beats me. Are you okay, Mike? You can pick no, the same I'm team. not okay. <laughs> I would pick like the wing little over the Colts before I did that. I can't do that. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson is like Ramondre their best Stevenson. running back in a while. Ramondre Stevenson's a dude. I, I, who knows? This is the game Jonathan Taylor breaks out. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, well, I was crazy about but, Damian Harrison, and look what well, happened. He got yeah. hurt, then they got rid of his backup. So I'm really confused. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least for the Raiders, I could sit here and say, who's covering Devontae Adams? Yeah. You know, who's, you know, can the Jags protect Trevor Lawrence from Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, even though they haven't done squad all year. All right. That'll do it for this edition of Wishbone Shotgun Podcast. Check out this podcast, any other podcast. Go to Anchor, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com for cool vlogs, blogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. Tom Russo's Adam Reed, Noah Trumley, I am Mike Grifkin. Thank you for listening to the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast. Have a great week. Enjoy the football and namaste.